episode 66. Welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Hey everybody, I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, and master storyteller. We're going to Athens. Finally, we made it to Greece. After all these months of trying, we found Princess of the Elves, Idril, a spiritual Greek artist, also a linguist, and a fine young lady. So happy to be with her today. So strap up your seatbelts, and let's go for a ride. Well, it took a while, but we are finally, Dharmic Evolution, so exciting, finally in the state, the country of Greece. We're in Athens today with Idril, and this took a while. I've been trying to get into Greece for months and months and finally got in with the help of my new friend, Idril. So, Idril, welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Hello. It's so nice to be with you today. Thank you for being here, and thank you for hanging in there and making this happen. This is really special. Um, So I'm really excited to learn all about Greece. I'm excited to learn about you and your music. So tell me, um, let's rewind back to the beginning. Idril, first of all, where did the word Idril come from? I think I just like to say it. I like to say that, that title that you have. How did you come up with that? What does it represent? Well, it's, uh, it comes from the Elvish language and it was uh, just a princess, princess of uh, the elves. Okay. So I was inspired and uh, I liked it a lot. And uh, the characteristics of the, this princess uh, corresponds to my character. So I've chosen it because it has a very spiritual also, let's say... Um, how can I say that? It sounds spiritual also. That's why I liked it. And uh, I just use it. <laughs> this As is great. Artist. I mean, how did you... Um, so just to be clear now, are there real elves in Greece that I don't know about? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just making sure because, you know, I'm learning about the rest of the world here. So I, if there are real elves, I'm on a plane today because I want to meet these guys. Well, maybe. maybe. <laughs> I cannot really tell you yes or no because um, because it's difficult to say. If I've never met one, but maybe we are. Yes, we, we are could too, be. We don't know it. <laughs> this is true through your music. So, so how did you get connected to music, Idril? Uh, and you took the elf as your mantra for that's the name that represents you. Um, were you very young when you first started playing and got connected to music? Um, I would say I was uh, very young when I started listening a lot to music and then at uh, 12, 12, 13 years old, when I was 12 or 13 years old, I just took a guitar and I started playing and then I asked my mom if she could uh, take me to the conservatoire so that I take some uh, guitar so what is the conservatoire? What did you say? Is it like the conservatorium? Is that exactly? Okay, it's, exactly. It's, okay, it's that. I, I so, knew I'd stumble all over myself trying to say that one, but but go ahead. So you yes. started there. Yes, and uh, but the, the truth is that I had so many influences from um, you know here. Uh, we had uh, all the time record every weekend. We bought records like. Uh, 
we had all uh, the Beatles, the Beatles records. We had uh, records from America, from Pink Floyd, from uh, Led Zeppelin, from Emerson, Lake and Palmer. Then I found out all about Genesis and Yes, because I love progressive music. And, wow. you know, then I was completely in love with music. This is I so surprising. I, I didn't know that you were like into all of the... Uh all of the English legends and American music. That's really cool. So that's what you listen to mostly? Yes, exactly. Back then, every weekend we went to the shop to discover new records, or uh, not really new, old ones, because it's not my generation, in fact. But uh, we loved the, the rock, the classic rock from the 70s and from the 60s too. So there, there were so many amazing artists to discover and every weekend we were buying records and listening a lot and uh, you know I just got into it because it was like um, you know it, it was a very natural attraction and in fact I was uh, even when I was very young three years old I was singing my own melodies at least my parents used to say that and when they recorded me on the on tapes back then uh, I used to sing by myself some things that I didn't know from where I got these melodies. I just sang. So you were you were just a little you were a child and you started as a songwriter. I bet you didn't even know that that was happening. You were just doing it, right? Exactly. I mean, when I just took the, uh, my first guitar, I started uh, playing some chords uh, that were not really conventional with open strings. And I loved so much the, the sound and this uh, sensation they gave that, as if it was a harp, you know. And it's, it was so wonderful that I started, let's say, improvise and searching more and more chords while I was playing. And at the same time, I started studying also a bit seriously because um, I wanted to get more profound knowledge uh, and use more um, special chords and notes while I was writing music. Wow, we have so much in common, which, um, you know, I'm a big, big proponent of open chords, uh, mostly on acoustic, and you play a Strat, which, um, which I really love, and, and your approach on the electric guitar is so cool. Do you also use alternate tuning, Adriel? Yes, you mean uh, different tuning like... Uh yeah, just that, for instance. Yeah, yes. now we're talking. Yes, exactly. Um, the, I'm writing right now. My new songs are on that God, and uh, there. I think I have now to record them in my little home studio. But it's uh, almost uh, done. I mean, I've written the songs. I don't think it will be a song. I will just sing with no lyrics. It's mostly you know, on the guitar, because it has this uh, very nice sun uh, spiritual sensation when I play the, these chords, so I want to keep it simple this time. Yeah, it's that's my, great. My next pre project, on, in fact. Yeah, and for anybody out there listening, if you're a guitar player and you're ever struggling, you, you know, to as a writer and you haven't tried alternate tuning, I so highly recommend it because, uh, you know, it puts you in that place where now you don't know anything. None of the chords you knew make any sense. So it's just a new place to start. And, uh, 
you know, it's just like a blank, beautiful, um, virgin canvas to start working on. Hey, um, Idril, shall, shall we play a little something for the people to hear what your music is about? I think we should play inner voice, inside guitars. What do you think? Great, why not? <laughs> Here we go. Check this out. Idril. Original Idril. So tell us about that track. I love that inner voice inside guitars. Mm. Yes, well, this one I've written it um, at about, uh, I don't remember exactly, uh, five years ago. Uh, and, um, you know, in fact, it's really strange. When I write music, I just take the guitar and write. It's almost magical. I just put my hands, my fingers on the right place and I start with the first, uh, let's say, two lyrics. Let's say, 
talking too much, cannot hear my inner voice. Or how about there's too much logic all around that I don't understand? Yes, I mean, <laughs> I come up with two, three, two chords, three chords, and then two ly lyrics right away, and then little by little I build it, let's say, I build the, um, the song. But it comes, uh, you know, quite magically. I mean, I don't even think of the chords I'm playing when I take the guitar and write a song, because I mostly write on the guitar. And then I build it little by little. I put the, ba the bass guitar, keyboards. But of course, this version, it's, uh, I did it in the studio with my producer. So it's really, really professional and a good one. Yeah, who's your producer? My producer is uh, my best friend also. Uh, he, his name is uh, Trifon Kuturelis. He's very, very famous here in Greece, although he doesn't like, li he doesn't like me to say that too much. <laughs> but he's a really good producer because he has produced already very well-known artists. He's writing music for many big projects internationally even for uh, some for, for movies and uh, he's really really in let's say the music and he has been before also in the music industry he was playing a lot he's a great keyboardist and a great uh, writer so he has lots of experience and uh, for me it was I, ha I was lucky enough he was my best friend be before he became who he became, I mean. So it was out of question that I would do my music, the production of my mu music with anyone else. Right. So don't you feel like, um, yeah, and great production, by the way. Don't you feel as an author, as an artist, as a writer, that somehow these songs are already out there in the ether and we're just like receptors. We just kind of like tune into it somehow and that's how the magic happens you just all of a sudden you write a song i mean you might have been thinking about a certain subject but just somehow the melody the lyrics all kind of find alignment with a little bit of work sometimes a lot of work but it's almost a magical thing isn't it wow kevin you couldn't say it much better i mean it's great you'd say it exactly the way it is i really don't have anything to add to what you're saying. Okay, well, let me let me add this then. <laughs> you are multilingual. I mean, um, you t I don't know how many languages you speak, but I know your English is very good. And obviously, I know you speak French and you speak um, uh, you speak the Greek language, which I don't know the formal uh, the correct word. Um, but how many languages do you speak, Idril? Well, I speak mostly those three languages. Of okay. course. English, it's a foreign language for me because right. Greek and French is almost, Greek is my, I'm a native speaker, but also French is almost my mother tongue because I lived in France since I was a kid. Oh, so, okay. And I went to school there and so it's, let's say, yes, I feel it as a mother tongue. Well, I, I commend you for that because English is a foreign language to me as well. So <laughs> how, how do you think this, and, and maybe it doesn't, but the fact that you have command over three different languages, do you think that, I, I would see that as a tremendous advantage as a songwriter. Do you feel that way? 
I think it is an advantage and I think it has to do also with uh, music because uh, finally when we speak a language there's a lot of uh, sound and music going on you know the way we pronounce things in French yeah. or in English or in Greek it's different and uh, so it has to be with um, with it has to do with music and uh, how well your ear is perceiving the, the sounds those sounds and how you reproduce them so let's say yes we do almost the same thing in music so yes i think there is um, it is important and i think um, usually because I, I i've seen that as a teacher when someone is good in uh, learning foreign languages he's also good in learning music or playing music or the opposite you know right so and yeah. also um what i find intriguing is the different cadences you know the rhythms of how you speak it's almost like i equate it to dancing it's almost the same type of thing yes you know yeah. and that helps too hey you know i want to play another one here and this one what a cool title i love this sheep and bears with idril Clear and 
do have your own style, lady. That is nice. Tell us about sheep and bears. Well, this one, I have to say, I'm really proud of it. Yeah. Like it. It's my real jazzy, you know, uh, song. And I've written it when I was in France, in Paris. And uh, I remember I was driving my car by the, the Seine, you know, the river, uh, the big river in Paris. Right. And it was actually, I was listening to a jazz radio station in my car. And I was very inspired. And it was, the weather was fine. There were people walking down the streets and it was really great with all the sensation that, of this great, beautiful city. And uh, when I came back home, I just took the guitar, the same, you know, the same, same process. I just took the guitar and it came out just magically. Yeah, you know, you got that scat singing going on there, that very jazz approach. Hey, was that a Fender Rhodes you guys are using in there? Uh, Fender Rhodes. The, the, the keyboard, yes. the keyboard. Yes, yes. Well, this, this is, Trifon should uh, talk about this. I think, I think so. Yes, he's using this uh, keyboard. Yeah. Yes. What a great sound. That that was awesome. So so you wrote this in France and then you you worked it back in uh back at home in Athens and then took it in the studio? Exactly. Nice. Because you know music you, you can have many many songs and um you never know when it is the correct the right time to go in the studio and and record it. So, you know, this, this this has to be in the right timing, let's say. So the right timing for me, it was when I was back to Greece, where I would uh, collaborate with my producer. Right, you got to feel comfortable when you go in. Exactly. Yeah, so tell us about Greece. I find your country fascinating. I know you guys are going through some uh, economic challenges right now. Um, and I, you know, if you want to talk about that, that's that's great. I'm open to that. But I, I also want to know about the music community in Greece. So, what do you what do you feel like covering? So um, I can tell you a bit about Greece, about the crisis, and about the music. But the the most important is that uh, Greece. It's not just a beautiful country. Greece uh, is, in fact, also the center of civilization. Yes. And history and music and science because it's a country that has given so much in philosophy, in sciences, in uh, arts, especially music. And you so, love to dance. Oh, really? Right? Right? The Greeks <laughs> yes. celebrate all the time. I love that. More of us learn how, have to learn how to do that. You've got to teach us how to do that. Especially these American slobs. We're out of our mind with work all the time. We need to dance and celebrate. Yes, that's true. But in fact, I have to tell you that I don't know all the dance, the Greek dances, you know. But the, I'll take anything you got. I don't care. Just, <laughs> you know, let's mambo like Ralph Cramden did on The Honeymooners. Uh, you probably don't know, know about that one. But, but yeah, tell me more about the culture and the, you know, the celebration and just how you guys view life. That's really important. Wow. Well, this, um, I don't know if I will be really objective because this is uh, also a question, a personal question. I mean, I cannot represent all Greek people, but it's true that through the philosophy and uh, through the sciences and uh, our big philosophers, um, 
we, like in theater, we have, you know, drama and we have comedy. Right. So both for us take, are, are part of our, of our lives. And uh, even when you leave uh, the cruel, the most cruel drama, there has to be some kind of comedy inside. And uh, we combine both and we say that we only live one life, so we got to celebrate. <laughs> So it's a bit of our philosophy, you know, to celebrate and to feel also a bit happy because um, life is tough. It's not always, we're not uh, down here only for holidays, you know. Right. We're down here to pass many lessons, to learn things, uh, to learn also how to collaborate with people. You know, also relations with other people are so important. All the problems starts from, from, here, from there. So... I didn't know you guys um, celebrated the, uh, the the spirit of comedy. That's great news. I love that. Like, <laughs> well, like, do you guys like Mel Brooks and stuff? Are you familiar with a lot of American comedians? Yes. Of, of course we are. Yeah. And yes, we, we like a lot comedy because, first of all, we have created this um, through the theater, the ancient Greek theater. Right. So, yes, we love that. And uh, I, we think that it's very important in life to, you know, to balance a bit uh, things, especially when things are tough. We try to balance them through comedy and laughter. <laughs> yeah, you got to do it because my, my take on it is that as human beings, we are a ridiculously funny species. I mean, we take ourselves way too seriously sometimes, you know. Hey, also, I wanted to ask you, Idriel, you're also a teacher. So you got a lot of things going on. Can you tell us about what you teach and um, your, your uh, connection with your students? Like uh, what grades and like what, what exactly are you teaching? Okay, so I am um, a linguist and I teach French all the possible levels that you can imagine from uh, a simple, let's say, A1 level or even a uh, university degree or I can even prepare people to go to university in France. So I've got lots of experience in this uh, sector, in fact. And... Um, Right now, uh, I have written a book uh, where I propose some tricks and tips to avoid uh, grammar rules and to apply the tricks I propose, and then you can communicate just very easily without thinking and elaborating this on your mind, the, the grammar rules on your mind, and speak French fluently with no problem. Wow, I didn't know about the book. What is the title of the book? It's, uh, well, it's in French and in Greek. It says, it's, let's say, uh, tricks or tips in French grammar. Okay, is that, are you published? Is that available, like, on uh, Amazon? Or? It is published here in Greece, but right now they are very interested in Canada to publish it and also in France. So I have here the Greek version because I've written it in Greek, but I've, I have all the, let's say, the when I, the examples and uh, I have some things, some ex explanations in French, of course. But now I've finished the French version so that uh, everyone from all over the world that wants to learn French can, you know, can have it, and also it can be translated in all languages. That's great. When you get that all set up, send it to me. I'd love to help you promote that. That's really, really right. exciting. I didn't know you did that. That's great. 
Thank you so much. Hey, also, can you tell us um, about the Greek music scene? Like, um, like what happens over in Athens and and the uh, all the different areas of Greece as far as is there like a club scene, like a happening music scene, like. Um, like if I if I went over there, where do I go? To coffee houses? Do I go to restaurants, bars? Like where is the music happening? Contemporary music. Somebody like yourself, I'd want to go out and see. I would say everywhere because um, we like a lot going out, and it's not by chance that um, Greece has one of the best clubs, let's say, worldwide. I mean, if you know, like let's say the island of Mykonos, where everybody comes, our Sadorini that comes from all over the world because we have great clubs and... Uh, Did you say the Isle of Nikonos? Mykonos, yes. Oh, oh, Mykonos with an M. M, yes, oh, Mykonos. Okay, how's my accent doing? Is my holding up? Great, great. I've been working, I was up all night practicing accents. I have no idea what the hell I'm saying, but I, but I work on the accents. Wow. So, so go ahead, so tell us more about the Greek... Uh, entertainment capital so you can there is I mean you can find either clubs with uh, music or um, bars or restaurants it depends and or live music you know you can find everything because in fact Greek people like going out especially on a Saturday night Friday night so and of course it's you know music is also combined with going out going to a club going to a restaurant and having fun so music is uh, almost everywhere and you got you got all um let's say whatever you need i mean i don't really listen to greek music so i don't choose those clubs but there is greek music here in greece you can listen you can go to many clubs where they play greek music but there is also more international or more jazz music or more rock music. You can find everything, even with English uh, lyrics, you know. So uh, so if I brought my guitar over there, there's a chance that I could get a gig somewhere and play for yes. people. Yes, of course. Are you available as my translator? Like you could sit on the stool next to me and translate. You'd be like two bars behind me, so it <laughs> wouldn't make sense, but we could try it. What do you think? Hey, you know, speaking of something that crazy, let, let's listen to Take Me Away with Idriel. I'd like to take you somewhere It's not so far away of my imagination Just choose the time of the day And if you feel quite ready To leave the things you know You'll fly in total liberation
everything goes wrong It's time to ask yourself a question To whom do you belong? Your name you don't remember Where do you come from? You don't belong to any nation Celestial is your dome That is really, really beautiful. You've got such great phrasing on uh, your guitar and your arrangements are just so clean. And uh, just like your voice and your approach to music, very, very unique. And you got your own style going there. I really love this. So um, how long did it take you to create Idril? And also, um, being the elfish uh, one... (laughs) You know, it, it just makes your music like get that much more magical because the uh, the logo and your um, your title of who you are all kind of all kind of fits together. So um, you you had the classic rock stuff going on as a, as a youngster. I don't hear any of that going on. I hear something completely unique and different. Yes, thank you very much. Actually, because it's it was uh, I have other influences from jazz music like for instance i like pat metheny oh yeah so or, you keep uh, in good company i gotta tell you Idril. <laughs> you know you, you you always pick out the best of everything well i hope so. you know it's it's not my fault it's my soul and my ear they are very demanding <laughs> <laughs> i very love demanding. that a demanding ear and a demanding soul that is yes. good so I cannot really listen to any kind of music. I get bored, I get, you know, I don't, if I don't like it, you know, it's not for me. So I need all, always something more, something different, something unusual, something very melodic, very, you know, with lots of harmonies. Can going. I ask you this? Um, are you aware of Michael Hedges? Uh, not really. Oh, you've got to learn. You've got to listen to Michael Hedges. And the reason I say that is because he is the antithesis of being bored. He's like um, an acoustic guitar legend who uh, mastered the alternate tuning and, and was the most unique. Um, he's like, they, they've called him the Jimi Hendrix of the acoustic guitar. And uh, both him and Joni Mitchell are the two that come to mind when it comes to alternate tuning, which I'm just huge fans of both of their work. But, uh, but I digress. But, but, you know, when you get a moment, if you check him out, I think you'll love that. But, um, but tell me more about some of the other artists that you, you listen to that help form you. You said you talked about Joni Mitchell. I have to tell you that I love Joni Mitchell. Oh, yeah, I figured you would like her. 
So, Do you know the story behind her, why she got into alternate tuning? I'll share real quick with you. Um, no, no, I don't know. Well, she had, as a child, she had polio. So her hands, the strength in her hands were so compromised that she couldn't play the guitar because she didn't have the strength. So she kept like, well, I'll just, I'll make the strings a lot more manageable and just detune. And um, she had such a magnificent ear. I don't know that she even knew what she was doing, but she was creating a space for her to um, allow her art to manifest. And in doing so, I think, I have this book where um, I studied a lot of her tunings. I think her her tunings were up to like 52, 52 wow. different alternate tunings. <laughs> so uh, she's she's just an incredible artist. Yeah, really amazing. Well, you know, she is the kind of artist that she came down here to express what she had to express, no matter if she was she had a problem or an illness. You know, it's so powerful that it, it had to go out to go out there so she did it so yeah yes. she's a type that could pick up a garbage can lid and just play it and make uh and just do a great song and never miss a beat i mean she could play anything it seems you know she just had that ability about her so tell me more about um idril i want to know what's going on with you as far as what are you looking forward to with your music um are you are you starting to write more music are you gonna go out and perform places uh what's the big plan for you idril well I have uh, many other songs, but I need, you know, I have to go back to the studio and record them so, because I have them in my home studio. Every, I, I play everything, but I need something more professional. So my plan for now is to, you know, upload more songs. And um, See, now, I love the fact that you're not only multilingual, you're multi-instrument. You're just a multi-lady. You got it going on. I bet like when you're cooking, like you're writing a movie script while you're making spaghetti, right? <laughs> like you got a lot of things going on in that world over there. What's up with the water in Greece? I got to know about this. <laughs> yes. Well, well, I cannot tell you the secret. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You better you guard that with your life. <laughs> but the thing is that, um, in fact, uh, the concept of drill uh was born let's say let's say seven years ago i'm writing since i was 15 but the thing is, i'm writing music but the thing is that when i was uh, 21 22 uh where i had in mind that i would do i would be a professional musician i changed my mind right i had a kind of illumination and i said to myself i don't want to go out there and play music professionally because it will tire me and it will change the whole feeling I have for music. I love music deeply. I want to be out there only to make my own creations. Right. Because you can find many good session musicians and excellent musicians that play with uh, very well-known artists. But I didn't want to do that. So I said I will go to the university and study as I did with uh, translation and um, linguistics and all this stuff. And I will have music only to create my own project under the name of Idril, of course. <laughs> well, God bless you for that. You, you know what? You're, you're, uh, 
you're uh, after my own heart because I believe in that. I mean, you have to keep creating. If that's in your blood and it's in your DNA, there is no stopping it. And as a true artist, you will do anything to continue that and preserve that ability. Correct? Exactly. Yeah. My, my, my headphones are off to you because I don't have a hat. But if I had a hat, my hat would be off to you. <laughs> so, so listen, as we're winding down here, Idril, um, looking forward to your new record, I want you to let all the folks know uh, the music you have out now. How can we find that music and how can we support Idril? Okay, so um, first of all, uh, people can find me on SoundCloud, Reverb Nation, Facebook, Twitter, uh, and YouTube. And now, right now, I am uploading my songs on Bandcamp so that, that they can buy the songs. Because I had them on the iTunes, but I don't, I don't have them anymore. Okay. I changed my mind, so I will be, from now on, I will have my songs on Bandcamp. Good for you. You're independent, aren't you? Exactly. Yes. And, you know, it doesn't work very well because you have to be very famous or you have to be to have the support of the, of the music industry. In fact, when you are independent, you know, it's not the best thing to have your music in on the iTunes. I, I think so now. Well, I, I'm finding more and more artists, just as a little side note here, that are doing what you're doing is um, they're not opting to do what everybody else does. iTunes and some of these other services, CD Baby. And a lot of them are just taking them off of those services and saying, you know what? You want my music? Go to my website and buy it there, period. Thank you. Exactly. You know, So I, I admire that and I'm considering doing the same because uh, at some point people will be able to find you because they were going to hear all about Idril on Dharmic Evolution. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> hey, Idril, this was wonderful for you to take time. I really admire all the things you're doing, um, your commitment to your artistry and your unique sound. I really love it. And I'm so happy that you uh, came on Dharmic Evolution to share your story, your life, your music. I really had a wonderful time uh, having this chat with you today. Me too, Kevin. Thank you so much. Your uh, show is wonderful and uh, I'm really honored. Really, thank you so much. Inner voice, sheep and bears, and take me away. That was really cool. Hanging with Idril, I thought she was really awesome. Princess of the Elves, a spiritual Greek artist. I, I like her a lot, and I love her music as well. You know, we talked alternate tuning and elves, and I'll be playing gigs in Athens with Idril. And I think I'm going to have to get a hold of Will Farrell and borrow his elf costume, you know, to fit in. Hey, uh, swing over to dharmicevolution.com when you get a second. Check out all the content on the site, including my coaching page. If you're a podcaster new to the space or thinking of becoming one, I can help you with that. Just email me at kevin at dharmicevolution.com and I'll take you down that trail. There's also videos, photos, conversation, music downloads, links to all the past guests on the show. And if you've been on this show, you're on that site, so check it out. Don't forget, the downloads are free. However, the content, it's priceless. Hey, this coming Friday, Dharmic Evolution 66A for the experience, English Bob tells me that Family Guy may stop by to get the exclusive on the new song that we're going to feature from the Gratitude album. 
And then also on the 28th, on episode 67, Melissa B. will be on the show. Wait till you check out the vocals on this lady. Hey, that's it for me today. It's a wrap. Thanks for being here on the Dharmic Evolution. I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer, songwriter, audio, video artist, and master storyteller. So until the next time when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from the stage. Yeah.